Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. everybody to episode number 17 of the message board geniuses podcast this is who's i've got casey mbg and joy with me in the studio today as always gonna start off with something a little different this week our big news is our man mbg is a full-blown college football celebrity it's on the football <laughs> Feinbaum show this past monday mbg how'd that come about man well i still don't know um <laughs> i guess <laughs> I had had a little off Twitter conversation with uh, one of Paul's producers, and we came to the conclusion that we grew up very close to each other right around the same time and had been in some of the places at the same time. And then after that conversation, he asked me to come on the show. So I don't know if Paul was ever really on board with this, but his producer was. And so uh, he invited me on. I agreed. I went on. I was a little bit nervous about it. I wasn't quite sure what Paul was going to talk about, what he was going to, what sort of situations he was going to put me in, but it worked out pretty well. So there was no knowledge. There was no knowledge of anything that he was going to ask you or anything. It was very organic. Yeah, that's what made me nervous. You know, I didn't know if he's going to try to pin me down or insult me or, you know, try to get at me or or what he was going to do. So I was a little bit nervous there. I wasn't quite sure what to be prepared to respond to, but uh, I think he took it easy on me. Did he understand what you do or or was <laughs> do you think or was he a little in the dark about it? Uh, I don't know. In the beginning, I don't know. I think he just thought, who's this jabroni that they've got me talking to here? This is the second then... podcast in a row that we've had heard the word jabroni, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked earlier. At one point last year, he followed me for like maybe 10 or 15 minutes. So he obviously hadn't been aware. He quickly unfollowed me. So I don't know. That's assuming he runs his Twitter account. But yeah, I went on. He was very nice. And he took it easy on me, and it was pretty fun. I'm not, but I think it took him a while to kind of get. get that. He was really thrown off by the fact that he couldn't use my real name, and so I think that really threw him off. Is that right? But that started out so well, though. When you came on, and he said, you know, normally I say people's first names, but yet he's got like Fast Eddie. That's that's one of the right. you know, people people's names from you know Jonesboro, Arkansas, and now he now he's now he's complaining. But I think you broke the ice really well just right off the top. And, and you were like, I have a real job, Paul. I mean, right from there, he kind of <laughs> loosened up. Yeah, I mean, he said he was going to start some GoFundMe to pay me to reveal my identity, which I'm sure he was very serious about, but I still haven't seen the GoFundMe pop up. I mean, listen, if South Carolina can raise $3,000 for a, you know, a banner uh, to fly behind an airplane during Clemson's bowl game, how much money we can get to reveal your name, MBG? Paul can raise seven figures for me, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, for anyone that didn't see it, you said they'd, they'd be disappointed. <laughs> that was a really funny exchange at the end where, where you said, uh, you know, if someone paid me, I'd think about it, but they'd be disappointed. Yeah, they'd have to pay me first so they couldn't, uh, <laughs> couldn't change their mind. No, no take backs. So, uh, exactly. MBG, what was your, I, I mean, you're on for a while. Casey said it was like 12 minutes. What was your favorite part of your exchange with Paul there? 
Well, I don't know. He was kind of asking me about some of my favorite posts and it kind of put me on the spot. And then I told him about the Adolf Hitler Bear Bryant post. And it was like this awkward pause. For, I mean, it was only like a couple seconds, but it felt like, and it felt like, like a minute. Like he was, he, I don't know if he just didn't know how to respond, if he didn't think it was funny or he just wasn't processing it. I don't know, but it was, it was pretty awkward, kind of funny. It had to be awkward for you, too, that you didn't see him, right? You were on the phone or, or whatever, Zoom, whatever it may have been, and you couldn't see his reaction because it did feel like an hour and a half, but I don't, think he, <laughs> I don't think he was thrown off by anything. I think he was just thinking about what to say next. Yeah, I couldn't see his face, so the whole time I didn't know if he was rolling his eyes at me or uh, what was going on, but uh, it was funny. It was, it was fun. It was a good experience, I think. It was yes. fun to talk to him. It's like the pinnacle of college football media almost is uh, yeah. Paul Feinbaum. That's huge. And listen, as somebody who – An SEC, SEC guy. So I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, game day is the only thing that would beat it probably. So, you know, oh, maybe yeah. next season. Goals. Yeah, that's coming. That's coming. Goals. When they go to Logan, Utah, I'll be there. Fan of the week, you'll be sitting there eating the Pizza Hut pizza or whatever it is that they That's have. Right. Yeah, They're eating pizza with Josh Heupel, you know, getting ready for the game. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Um, all right, well, it's good stuff, MBG. We'll have to, uh, you know, publicize that a little bit more. And you gave a shout out to the podcast, so that was very cool. So, good stuff. The man. other thing that was funny was the caption that said Twitter comedian. I'm not quite sure what <laughs> that was all about. <laughs> That was great. I did like that. Yeah. Whatever. I'll take it. <laughs> it didn't say jabroni. That's. <laughs> I will say, by the way, as someone who uh, enjoys awkward social interactions a lot more than most people, I love the, the Hitler story and the uncomfortable pause after. That's awesome. <laughs> Me and Paul Feinbaum have that in common. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you both have so the same right? It's the SEC, yeah. folks. All right, so that'll bring us to our weekly segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, fan, somebody who did something particularly dumb in the past week, and then we will send it out to a vote on Twitter and see who wins. We did that last week for the first time. People on the Twitter got to vote. Uh, Joy nominated the mayor of Cincinnati, and he brought home the goal with 45% of the vote. Followed closely by MBG's nominee of Stetson Bennett with 43%. And apparently people on Twitter do not find the humor in people exposing their frozen junk <laughs> nearly as much as I do because <laughs> Casey and I were far, far in the rear on this one. So Casey, I was I, pulling for you. I did the math and I had, I think there was something oh, close to a thousand voters, which thank you for voting. But I think I had 33 votes. <laughs> That's because people think I'm not. People thought that I was. I'm serious. They're like, she's serious. She knows what she's talking about. So people <laughs> find the humor in what you thought was funny. Well, Casey, you're like that. Podcast. You're like that guy in the presidential election that runs on like some off-brand ticket, like, <laughs> like the libertarian candidate. Just, exactly. The, the Green it. Party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also really didn't think I would win. So shout out to everyone that listens for thinking that I was funny. I appreciate that. All right. So we're going to run it back this week. I like the, I like the Twitter vote. That was fun. So we'll start off as always with Casey. Who do you have this week? 
This week I'm going down to Weatherford, Oklahoma. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Weatherford High School boys basketball team beat the Anadarko Warriors four to two. This is basketball. I happen to be watching hockey here to my left, and this is almost as high scoring as that basketball game. I'm not sure who my uh, my genius of the week is because I'm not sure who to blame here. Uh, but one thing I did see, and I can't find it anywhere, but I, I did hear this, and I'm hoping to confirm it, is that out of that six points, one of the players, and I believe it was from Anna Darko, scored his thousandth career point, which is a very big thing in high school basketball. To yeah, score playing 500 points. games? <laughs> exactly. So congratulations to the Eagles of Weatherford High School for beating Anna Darko 4-2. to two. And the team yeah. that lost is the team that held the ball the whole game, right? Like they were losing the whole game and still held it. That, that was that was the part that I yeah. particularly enjoyed. And they were they were losing at the end and they got the ball back with fifty seconds, five zero, and held it again and shot up a desperation three to try to go for the win. God, that would have been epic, though, <laughs> if they wanted on a three at the and buzzer. On Twitter, somebody did a fast forward of all four quarters, and you just see the ball on one side of the court yeah. the whole time. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thank you, Oklahoma High School Basketball. You're my genius of the week. Joy, who do you have this week? My genius of the week um, is Roger Goodell, because today um, he was quoted by saying that he believes that officiating in the NFL is the best that it's ever been. <laughs> um, and this is following one week after there was literally a trending Twitter con- to- uh, topic called NFL scripts because people believe wholeheartedly that the NFL is prescripted and that the referees already know what to do. So the fact that that was trending and then a week later he is doubling down on the fact that NFL officiating is the actual greatest that it's ever been is probably – peak idiot but i'm just we're just gonna roll with it anyway so he is my genius of the week. genius peak genius peak genius peak genius <laughs> all right mbg who you got well i have colorado state i'm not like casey i'm not completely sure yet who to pin this on but they played my utah state aggies um last week and utah state has a player named max shulga who's from ukraine He's here from Ukraine. His family is still in Kiev, um, in Ukraine. And at some point, he was shooting foul shots towards the end of the game, and the Colorado student section started chanting, Russia, Russia. And they're not necessarily my geniuses of the week, but I guess it's just the Colorado State Athletic Department. because They issued an apology after. And on Twitter, this was their apology. They said, following tonight's basketball game, we became aware that a small group of individuals in our student section chanted Russia at a student athlete from Utah State who is from the Ukraine. So this is what I don't understand is how difficult it is sometimes for somebody to just apologize, right? How hard is it to just apologize for something? You're just going to say, hey, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I'm sorry that anyone was hurt. If there's anything we can do to make it up, let us know. Seems like that apology would pretty much work for everybody. But Colorado State decides to mention, call Max Shulga a student athlete instead of referring to him by name. And then when they refer to his uh, homeland, they refer to it as the Ukraine, which only Russia refers to it as the Ukraine. So it kind of uh, makes the entire apology a little bit hollow. I'm sure it was a simple mistake on their end, but 
certainly an apology isn't something that you make a mistake of. So, <laughs> Colorado State is my genius of the week. They were doubling down on the stupid in the apology there, right? So. <sighs> yeah. So the one thing you couldn't do in the apology, they did it. Um, so they're my genius of the week. I know it's not funny. Pretty it ridiculous. Genius. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So for my genius of the week, um, it's it's kind of a combo. It's the Iowa football program and nepotism baby Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator at Iowa. Of course, the son of head coach Kirk Ferentz. I'm sure you all read about this. Last year, as it was going on, we're good friends with a few Iowa fans. Uh, last year, Iowa finished 130th out of 131 teams in total offense. Instead of firing <laughs> Ferentz, they decreased his salary by fifty grand from nine hundred to eight hundred and fifty thousand. But if Iowa wins seven games and scores twenty five points a game, he gets a raise, a hundred thousand dollar bonus is my understanding, and a two year contract extension. And then the devil is in the details, of course. Uh, you know, the twenty five points per game includes defensive points, so points that Brian has nothing to do with. And apparently, Iowa averaged like three and a half points a game on defense last year, and if they were to score 25 points a game last year, that would have put them all the way up at 20 or 85th in the country in scoring. So it's not even like we're talking about high thresholds here. So basically what they've done is they put this huge microscope on their offense. I've already found two Twitter accounts that are uh, tracking the quest for 325 points, which I guess is Brian's goal for next year. And now I didn't think this was possible, but Iowa fans are even more pissed off about Brian Ferentz being their offensive coordinator. So for that, Ferentz and Iowa get my, I guess, co-genius of the week. For encouraging mediocrity? <laughs> right. Incentivizing mediocrity, right? But they docked his pay, Who's They docked right. his pay. You know, that happens everywhere when you're not performing. You just – you don't lose your job. You just dock your pay. The, the level of anger on Iowa Twitter is – I mean, it's, I almost feel bad, It's, it, but it, it's amusing. Like, just the the outrage at the details of that contract, I, it's a little surprising to me that Iowa wouldn't see something like that coming, but, you know, whatever. I can't, I'm going to be at the very first Iowa home game next year, so I can't wait to see how this works out. <laughs> who, who are they playing? Uh, let me think. Oh, yeah, they play Utah State that week. <laughs> yeah, you guys start off with these big games. You had Bama last year, right? Get yeah. Iowa, Iowa this year. Yep, got to make some money. That's right. <laughs> All right, before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. We also want to thank the folks at Saturday's Count. You can find their merch at saturdayscount.com. Remember, there's only so many Saturdays, so make them count. All right, MBG, what you got lined up for us this week? Well, I'm going to start up in the Big Ten, but I got a question for y'all. What's the longest you all have been upset over a game? Does that kind of hang with you for days, or is it a few hours? You, you want a real longest? I'm yeah. still not over our 1990 football game against Georgia Tech, so I might not be the right person to ask about this. Yeah, honestly, my answer is probably not great either. I mean, it's been – there's still some games I'm not okay. As I've gotten older, uh, they've taken less time to get over, especially because I remember how putrid we were when I was in school. So 
I was inconsolable for weeks on end if they were losing back in the mid-90s to Wake Forest or anybody for that matter. But now it doesn't really bother me anymore. I shake them off, move on to the next one. Well, geez, maybe now I'm going to feel bad making fun of this guy. Well, no, because I, got... I keep it to myself. That's the difference in what we're about to talk <laughs> about here. <laughs> I make fun of myself all the time. We can make fun of him, too. Oh, okay. good. Because I got a post from the Ohio State board from a guy named TY16X4, who apparently is still not over the national championship game. And he's got this to say about it. He says, this national championship will forever be an asterisk. Championship for Dirty Kirby and Dirty Georgia. They didn't win that game. The corrupt officials, mainly the replay fraud specialist Jerry Meyerhoff, gave them that game. That call and other corrupt calls that helped give the Dirty Dogs the game were terrible. In my beautiful eyes, Ohio State is the real national champion. Those corrupt officials should be waterboarded and tortured. I'm 100% serious. Everyone with a brain and eyes could see that this should have been a 15-yard penalty uh, automatic first down. And I think I misspoke. I call this the national championship game, but it was the semifinal game. So they still would have had to have beaten uh, TCU the next week. But this guy apparently cannot let it go, and he wants an asterisk next to Georgia and Iowa, Ohio State declared the national champion. Well, I want a million dollars. I don't know if you know this. I have a, I have a stat that I, I looked up today, and I may have used it here before, about Ohio State. But in their 100-plus years of existence, they've never lost a football game. <laughs> That's quite a record. Yeah. Officials beat them a couple times, but they have never lost themselves. They either ran out of time or an official made a terrible call. But they're undefeated. That, that's a heck of a record. And speaking of terrible calls, I've got a brain. I've got one working eye. And I didn't think it was a penalty. I mean, it was a vicious hit. But, like, did y'all think that was targeting? I mean, he hit him in the shoulder, He, you know. So no. It's football. Like it was a nasty, nasty hit, but I didn't think it was dirty at all. I thought it was the right call. So I don't it know. sucks that he got hurt. It yeah, sucks it sucks. Guys, the guy's awesome, and it it sucked that he got hurt. But like, there's the nothing dirty but, about it. Yeah, you don't think it was bad enough to put an entire asterisk on Georgia's national championship? <laughs> right, and accuse everybody of being dirty and a fraud. Maybe not. Really, so if you just you, make a field goal, a makeable field goal, you know, you get overtime. <laughs> That's logical, Casey. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Tonight, I'm, for some reason, I'm being logical. This is my favorite thing about college football is how many schools are there who have just declared themselves, themselves national champions yeah. or something? <laughs> right? You don't see that in the NFL, right? You get a blown call right. or whatever. Oh, no, we're the real Super Bowl champs. You don't see that. So this year, it's now Ohio State and Alabama, right? They're both claiming it. Right. I think Michigan, there was a post where Michigan has also claimed it. Michigan claimed it too. Wow. So they didn't so, lose to TCU? Well, I'm just trying I mean, to look, get my ducks in a row here. Right. Is, right. Right. I mean, is TCU the only school not claiming it? Is that, is that how this is working out? <laughs> this is a four way tie for national championship this year. 
but it raised the question for me is who's the most or the least legit national championship? At least now we have playoffs, right? But at one point we didn't. Who's the least legitimate national champion that you can remember hmm. besides Georgia this year? So Official I, national I, champion? Yeah, what's official? I don't, how far back? Is there such thing as an official national championship? I just thought it was just. Well, I think UCF takes the banner, even though I loved the fact that they did that in 2017. But I think, I don't know if they're necessarily official, even though they're in the record book, but they didn't win it on the field necessarily. They're in the record book? Oh, yeah. The NCAA, NCAA has acknowledged their national championship. Oh, this is good, good move, LSU. It's all your fault. <laughs> Pardon me? It looks good, kill. I mean, mine is just... Utah State. It was Auburn that beat them, wasn't it? Or they beat Auburn. At least we oh, beat. that's right. That's right. My bad, Joy. It was Auburn. Excuse me. I'm confused. Rude. Tigers. <laughs> We don't say, play things that aren't ours. The, the one good piece of this to me for Georgia fans is them complaining about this. It will never not be funny because going back to the uh, this is basketball, but going back to the 2019 Final Four, Auburn fans still complain about Ty Jerome double dribbling almost every day on Twitter. And their salty tears get more delicious every year. So if, if I were a Georgia fan, I would love it every single time a post like this came up. That's true. Yeah. I think also we're looking at the 90s probably when there were shared titles like Washington. Didn't Washington share a title with Michigan one year? Or was Washington mm-hmm. shared title with Georgia Tech? All those shared like Georgia Tech won a share the year I was talking about that we lost to them. That was when we were ranked number one and we lost to them on a field goal at the end and they ended up splitting it with like they split with like Colorado. No, was it Colorado? Yeah. 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 I think it is Colorado. 90. The last time yeah. Colorado was relevant. Yeah. Pretty much. Until Dion. I think to answer my own question, if you remember in 1984, BYU won a national. <laughs> <laughs> we should have seen that coming. <laughs> Well, I was negative 10, so... Did we Joy not do can't... a good enough job of, of answering that, MBG? <laughs> no, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I wanted to get it out there, but, you know, BYU at that time played in, what I think, the WAC. They didn't play anybody all year long. Um, I also didn't really undefeated. understand the question. Like, I didn't know if we were talking about actual national champions that we feel like shouldn't have won them or if we were talking about people that claim them fraudulently. Well, both, Joy. Because they're equally as legit, they're um, equally as recognized. In 2011, Most- Alabama, who should have never been there in the first place. Did they have 35 losses back then too? And they have a bunch of claimed national titles too, don't they? Oh, a ton. Probably. No, I saw. I Claim saw a post as their wives. You know. I wish I would have brought this. I saw a post on the Auburn board earlier this week or maybe last week where there was a fan that wanted Auburn to seriously claim 13 additional national championships. <laughs> I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah. Somewhere between seven and 13. He thought best case scenario, 13 worst case scenario, seven. Yeah. I'm not sure Makes how to come up with those, but I'm going to start yeah. claiming some for Utah state. Right. <laughs> you so much time has passed. Nobody would know. You can edit Wikipedia. So just go on there and just That's put right. in however many you want. 
Well, I thought that post was funny because he's still not over it. And we didn't even really talk about the fact that he wanted to waterboard and torture the officials from that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a minor detail you left out. <laughs> Geneva Convention be damned. <laughs> All right, so here's the next the next post I have is from a Texas board called Surly Horns. And one of the hot topics this week has been Texas and Oklahoma. When, when are they moving to the SEC? Obviously, they want to move on, but they're kind of stuck in the Big 12. And for some reason, there's still this animosity between Texas and Texas A&M. I don't think either of those two really want to share a conference together. Um, but it looks like it's going to happen, which I think is going to be fantastic for the rest of us. Um, and so there's a post on this uh, Surly Horns from a Texas fan who is going to propose that Texas A&M be kicked out of the SEC. And I think yes, uh, I think we've got at least one supporter here Woo! on board with this. <laughs> so this poster says, I'm starting to think more and more that Aggie, Texas A&M, was a means to an end for the SEC, uh, both in terms of modernizing and also in getting us on us on board finally. I'm starting <laughs> to also, also believe that some of the negotiations going on right now involve Aggie and one other seller dweller getting the boot from the SEC when we join with Oklahoma. And then he says, consider their conference history. Back in the Southwest Conference days, that was a totally different world, he says. The Big 12 days, they got in because of Big Brother Texas and Texas's desire to avoid state-level pushback. Then there was SEC version one, where they, they were brought in just because they had Texas-based eyeballs to the SEC for the first time. And that was a huge win for the SEC. But now, SEC version two that's upcoming, the SEC no longer needs their Texas-based eyeballs. Texas brings that in a much more dramatic fashion. Aggie provides no further value to the conference. If you think about it, it's quite enraging that Aggie is going to get an equal share of conference revenue going forward. Texas brings way more shine, both inside and outside of Texas. Aggie has dismal TV numbers, typically the worst in the SEC, and they've embarrassed the conference every year. Their academics and their on-field product both suck as well. Perhaps the SEC is working to just write them a check they can use to pay off their perennial, perennially empty stadium or to buy their crappy coach out along with a note that says, buy Felicia. So I think he thinks that there's some plan in the SEC to add Texas and then just give Texas A&M the boot. That's so cute. It happens all the time. They can just add and remove teams from conferences, right? right? It's pretty simple, yeah. But isn't this kind of what the SEC is in store for? I mean, this is one poster on one board, but isn't this Texas's uh, MO in every conference they've been in is they bring this type of an attitude? I've never seen a more narcissistic message board post. Like they really just think so highly of themselves as if the SEC needs them or something. Like they're not on their hands and knees begging to get out of the conference they're currently in. Joy, every conference needs an eight and fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have plenty. Because aren't we super I mean, top heavy, right? Like the middle is always eight and four. That's true. I mean, isn't Texas the one that voluntarily 
decided to join the SEC, a conference that they knew that Texas A&M was also a part of. Right. Texas could have been in the Pac-12 if they wanted. I'm guessing if they wanted to be in the Big Ten, they could probably do that. But they chose the SEC, it seems like. It's almost like the SEC comes with some notoriety or something. I don't know. I don't know if Texas should be talking this about this MBG because uh, I heard rumors before Tommy Reese was hired that Sark was going to go back to Alabama to be the OC rather than be the head coach of Texas. <laughs> I saw it on a message board. <laughs> I'm sure someone thinks that, but I mean, it's not like Sark and Texas have been lighting the world on fire. I mean, you talk about an average P5 team that's been Texas, even below average um, over the last five, 10 years. So I'm not sure where they get this sort of an attitude. And is well, Texas A&M really the worst in the SEC? No. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Like I, mean, the, the, I mean, yes, but no. I mean, if I, I could mean, kick Jimbo out of anything, like the SEC, college football as a whole, off the planet, I would. But unfortunately, I, I, I don't have that authority. But, yeah, no, they yeah. Are, they're, they're the worst. They're not the worst, but they are the worst. So – I mean, I think he's wrong in a few senses. One, I mean, he calls Texas A&M's TV numbers dismal. Um, so I looked up a comparison for 2022, Texas versus Texas A&M. Now, I will say that Texas's viewer numbers, this is from an article by Zach Miller on Medium.com. He had Texas Texas's numbers of viewers in the 2022 season at 3.06 million, and he had Texas A&M at 1.87 million. So Texas had 1.2 million more, but Texas A&M was still 18th in the country. But what I thought was interesting is Ohio State's was 5.8 million. So there's a bigger gap between Ohio State and Texas than there is between Texas and Texas A&M. Because so, they hate each other, they're one and the same. And they hate to hear that, but they are one and the same. And they don't want to share a conference and they don't want to share a state because they're just the same. They're exactly the same. Over talent, underachieving, think everyone cares and no one gives a crap. What are those meltdowns going to be after the first Texas, Texas A&M game for, for whoever loses? I don't know, but I'll be sitting on a message board hitting refresh. I was going to say, I mean, they're going to be content for our show is what they're going to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, As I like to say, it's win. for business. We, we win either way, so. <laughs> content for our show, content for America. I mean, think oh, about I Jimbo went at Saban. Imagine I was going to go at Sark. Can you imagine? I can't wait. I'm if I'm gonna have to hire people. Jobs. I'm gonna have to hire people to help me monitor those boards. There's <laughs> no way I would be able to keep up. Just no way. There's gonna be riots in Austin or College Station, one or the other. All right, let's move on to the next one I brought. This is from an old miss message board, but it really doesn't have anything at all to do with old miss. Uh, for some reason, old miss fans were uh, talking about Deion Sanders's success and why he's having so much success so far and this poster uh, Jackson Holer <laughs> I don't know if he's from Jackson Hole but uh, Jackson Holer he says reason Deion Sanders is having success is because weed is legal in Colorado maybe that might also explain why Colorado has sucked so bad these last few years lol will be interesting to see how he manages the situation I think it's well, funny that the school who like one of their greatest NFL draft picks in history got busted with a gas mask. 
picture like a couple days before the NFL draft just talking about another program's weeds. Yeah, and what's the connection between Dion and Weed anyway? I mean, they didn't hire Snoop, right? I mean, it's like <laughs> I've, I've never ever heard Dion connected to Weed in any way. It's just a random ass accusation <laughs> to throw out there. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I don't understand this post either because in the first sentence he says, well, maybe Weed being legal is why he's being successful. But then right. he says, maybe that's why Colorado State, Colorado has sucked for the last few years. Yeah. I was going to say, hasn't weed been legal in Colorado? Like, yeah. why that, that doesn't change anything now. He's not really so, solid on his weed thesis here in his, uh, in his message board. <laughs> I mean, it is Ole Miss. Like, we do have to take it for what it's worth. Like, 98 so is an acceptance rate. Let's just is this guy Is this guy talking about the fact that Colorado, Dion's now using weed being legal as a recruiting tool? I don't know what he's saying. Young That's what I mean. it, it's yeah. right. It's, I mean, why, why are they signing with Colorado? Because they think Dion's cool, right? And, and because he, you know. He, also, he, is it legal in like California? So, it's, like, it's is Lincoln using it? In a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. So, like, is USC using it for recruiting too? It's legal in New Jersey, so they should go to Rutgers, is what I'm thinking. Well, Rutgers already has Elon, so they don't really need That's weed. True. <laughs> well, you, you know, college kids, they're always deterred by those marijuana laws. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the players get tested or anything. Either right? Do I mean, they have? Do they still have? Not like weed? the players don't know ways around it. From right? No, I'm just saying it's weird. Like if they want to smoke weed, man, they'll get it. Like they will figure it out. That look, yeah. they'll take a drug. They know when they're getting drug tested, so they will take the drug test and then smoke weed later that day. Not that I know or anything. Not that I yeah. did it. No, I really didn't do it. But I do know many people did. Well, I'm with you. I lived lived in the freshman football dorm for two years. Yeah, yeah there's always ways. Yeah, I'm guessing that the a law in the books isn't really deterring anybody. Um, so I don't think that that's going to help or hurt Dion. All right, let's switch. Let's switch gears to some. Uh, we'll stay in the Big Twelve. We'll talk a little bit about Kansas. Kansas seems like they're stuck in the Big Twelve and they don't want to be there. And apparently, the other night they played Iowa State, and Iowa State student section was chanting "FKU," and this Kansas fan had had enough of it. So he posted this after the game. Copterhawk, we need to bounce to the Big Ten. Too many low IQ fans have developed irrational hatred of our school from decades of domination. We don't need to be listening to FKU chants every road game. We can find better revenue and classier opposing fans elsewhere and leave these losers to see how their basketball revenue does without us. <laughs> <laughs> This one was good. This almost could have been written by a Texas fan. I was going to say, this has horns down. Horns down yeah. written horns all down over. Yeah. Thank you for that. Where do you I think they're going to find down. classier fans? I mean, not the SEC. I can promise you that. <laughs> well, I'm guessing yeah. SEC and Kansas aren't really a, a fit. Not really a match made in heaven. Well, all these ACC who's? <laughs> what was killing me here is throwing out the classy line. And then the first thing I thought of, remember that brawl they had against Kansas state like two years ago where like cops and cheerleaders were involved. And that dude from Kansas was holding a stool over his head, looking to bash somebody's skull in. I mean, like, come on, dude. Like there's, there's, you know, idiots on every team. There's idiots in every fan base. Like, this guy's talking about going to the big 10 and 
you know, getting away from low IQ fans. I mean, listen, I love the Big Ten, but they've got as many idiots as as the rest of yeah. us. Yeah. Wasn't so, Kansas? Wasn't it Kansas at the coin flip with Oklahoma? They refused to shake Baker Mayfield's hand, and then he went out and <laughs> dropped like a billion and a half points on them. <laughs> they could draw class, IV. baby. Yeah, yeah, the, the Ivy League. That's perfect for them. I, I also I think FUKU's bad. Oh Lord, they don't want to know what we painted to Nick Saban my freshman year of college. Your band played neck or head. Yeah, or whatever yeah our songs part. are banned from ESPN for how vulgar they are. So we're definitely not the conference for them. Maybe they could go to like the West Coast Conference. That's kind of made up of a lot of uh, religious Jesuit type schools yeah. that might they play in like five hundred. Uh, capacity stadiums. They might treat them a little nicer than the Big 12 fans do. Cafetoriums. Cafetoriums. They have lunch there and then they clear all the tables out. They push the bleachers out and they play basketball in the evening. I saw Pepperdine game the other night. It was great. Yeah, then they can all put the bleachers back, bring out some tables, have a little uh, uh, get-together after, a little mix and mingle. or some fellowship whatever. after the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah just get to know you, shake hands. Yeah. That might be a better fit for Kansas. FKU just seems like just such an innocuous chant, right? I mean, doesn't stuff like that happen at like every game that you go? It happens in high school games. Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. Like, go to like a middle school gym and see what you hear in the stands, man. Like, good Lord. Yeah, but I'm sure those things never come uh, from Kansas fans in Alabama. No. Only the classiest of cheers occur there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're known for. Exactly. Yeah. Total class. Didn't they hire less miles? That's all I'm yes, saying. they did. It comes to class. That's all I really need to know. <laughs> but, but they also hired Mark Mangino, and that made up for it. That's true. Anyways. He's a hero. All right. In my eyes. He, well, he's a podcast hero, right? <laughs> all right. So, Kentucky. Kentucky lost again last night in basketball, and these fans have had enough. I think we had a post on about a, a, man, a Kentucky fan who was completely shattered after one loss. And we've got another one after last night's loss. After last night's loss, he says, I've been quiet. I just got this to say. I'm broken as a UK fan. Growing up watching Mashburn, Delk, Graham, Mercer, Turner, I just didn't know how much more I can take of this. Tonight's loss drained me. I turned it off with five minutes to go and just felt awful. And I went and just sat in a dark room. I know it's just a game, but this is just something out of our control. And I don't know what to do. Go Cats. He just couldn't take it anymore. They're down bad. But he said go Cats at the end. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously had some time to sit and ponder in a dark room. He got recentered and... Came back with a go cats. Do we know if this is the same guy that his wife said it's me or Kentucky basketball and he said C A T S cats, cats, cats? He took, guy, he's, he's he, he took her back. He took her back is the problem. Yeah, this is not the same guy. This is not, a different uh, guy. This is the third Kentucky fan, actually, now you say it, it, that we've had. It's been, I mean, they're struggling. So, I mean, I looked at him, I've, based on some of these posts, I would have thought they'd be Louisville, like two and 18. But but they're not. I mean, they're 16 and 8. They're fourth in the SEC still. 
Yeah, so they're probably like, gonna make I mean, the tournament. They're gonna make the tournament. They've you know they've got a bunch of good players. They've just been. I mean, Calipari's probably you know half-assed in a little bit at this point, but they're they're not bad. They're certainly not bad enough for this guy to be going into a fit of depression <laughs> in his basement. Well, I don't what what's the hardest you ever taken a loss? We talked about this a little bit earlier, how long it took. But what's I mean, what's the hardest you ever took? I mean, this guy went. He did the Aaron Rodgers. He went and sat in a dark room. Um, <laughs> he went on a one man darkness retreat to his basement. He did. It was probably two thousand nine or two thousand ten, and I was a young man in Tampa, Florida, and I lived in one of these Florida style apartments, and we had these plastic chairs on the porch. We called it. And it, we lost to Maryland. We brought the TVs down on the weekend. We lost to Maryland. And I went and I literally obliterated two of those plastic chairs from Home Depot in the middle of the street, screaming, we can't effing lose to Maryland. Left them in tatters, went up to my apartment at the time. About 45 minutes later, came back downstairs with a broom and a garbage can and cleaned it all up because I felt bad. Clean it up after oh, your rage is a boss move. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was. I was throwing. I wanted to throw this stuff all over at people and stuff. Ruin my day. But you did it though, and then you sweeped it up. <laughs> what about you, Joy? No comment. <laughs> oh, I I bet you guys like can guess my worst basketball loss that I ever had to deal with <laughs> because oh. it's the worst loss in the history of the of the, of the tournament, but. Yeah, man, get over it, right? I mean, did you retreat to some dark room or what? No, my buddies and I, I, we ended up counting them during and after the game. We exchanged um, 700 texts about the game. So I think that was the the catharsis for us. But yeah, I didn't go mope and then post about it on the message board. So the the UMBC retrievers. Yes, that's correct. Thank you, Casey, for the reminder. Sorry, I just I had to think of it. I actually became a meme for a little while after an LSU basketball game. Um, wait, LSU, wait, what? Yeah. Wait, we need this. Um, I'll, I'll send you all the picture. Um, yeah, LSU basketball was playing Kentucky, and it was like one of the years that we weren't like very good. I, I can't remember if Johnny Jones was still the coach or if they had hired Boy. I think Johnny Jones was still the coach. So we weren't like good, but – Playing Kentucky always got us excited. So I went to the game with all my friends and we stood outside the the PMAC and waited. And we ended up getting like third row seats in the student section. And it was a really good game and it was back and forth. And we had gone up and then gone down and gone up and gone down. And it was like 48 seconds left. And I think Kentucky like shot a three. And I just knew in my gut. I'd had enough last minute losses with LSU football that I just knew what was coming. And so I put, they had put towels on each of our chairs. So I took the towel and like put it over my head and was just looking up at the scoreboard and ESPN panned on me at that exact moment. And I and sat there for like 10 seconds. So the next thing I knew, I had like 15 text messages and it, everyone on LSU's campus knew who I was. And I went to eat at the, at the union the next day. And I walked in and some guy goes, you're the towel head girl. And I was like, I don't know if you can say that, but yeah. <laughs> Got to be a better expression than that. And, um, There's got to be some pictures on the internet. Oh, there this. is. I'll send it to you. And there, yeah, uh, I, I had an accounting test the next morning, and I 
didn't study for it, obviously, because I was at the game. So not only did we lose the game, but I failed my accounting test and ended up yeah. having to take accounting. So it was just really, you know, 10 out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> oh, I need to see this picture. Yeah. We, get, we, need, we need to make some use of this picture. No, we don't. It's calculated to 71,000 of MBG's closest friends, right? We got yeah, exactly. two famous people on this podcast. Who's who? MBG and and Joy, right? Joy, yeah. yeah. MBG for going I'm on not famous. No one knows who I am. Joy for being a meme. <laughs> so this this has been a rough year for Blue Bloods in general. I think Casey hasn't. UNC's lost three in a row, right? Yeah, and they got oh, some, yeah. they got some rumored issues too. We won't get into this week. Yes, Hopefully yes, we week. will. <laughs> <laughs> because the root the big rumor is that. What the Caleb Love was screwing RJ Davis's girlfriend, right? I mean, that's like that's, the big that's thing. The, that's the rumor. Yeah. I mean, the good thing for Davis is Love only puts it in the hole like 30% of the time. So <laughs> you wrote that one out. <laughs> we, we've been going for 46 minutes, and who's is waiting the entire 46 minutes to bust that out? He's been chomping for the perfect. You, you set me up. I knew, I knew he had something in his pocket when he was like, oh, yes, we will. He was way too adamant to talk about this. Casey and I did not plan that ahead of time, by the way. I know, but Thank you, you started talking about North Carolina. I just picked it up. Yeah. It is a rough year for Blue Bloods in basketball as a Duke fan. <laughs> I, will I don't know if they even qualify anymore, though. That's the thing. Uh, yes, I they mean. do. Don't even. Don't don't get – no. Don't pull your – We've won more recently than y'all have. Carl. We're about to we're about to stomp them out on Saturday, and so we'll see. Probably, but we beat North Carolina, so in our mind, we're, we're we won the natty. North Carolina is about to beat Clemson by thirty on Saturday, so that's my. Well, I can't be an LSU basketball fan, y'all. They're garbage. MBG, are you okay over there? I'm great. <laughs> Casey, I man, I, I could not be happier with you right now. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I literally well, raised my arms over my head. I'm like, yes. It only took 17 weeks to get that chemistry just right. Oops. <laughs> the alley and the oop. Yep. All right. So that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Uh,